for all those who have outstanding loans, who have been paying. Some people did pay through the pause, which was a wonderful thing, but some didn't because they may not have been able. Conditions for so many people were negatively impacted during the COVID pause that they couldn't pay. And so this was a good thing. But now we're back. And yes, the pause ended on August 29th. Interest began to accrue again. On today's episode of Wealth and Wisdom Together, we're going to be talking about everything you need to know about student loan repayment in this season. Welcome to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Weslia and Willa. This is the podcast that empowers you to unleash your steward identity, transform your money mindset, and engage the habits to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. So sit back and relax as we dig deeper into wealth and wisdom together. Hello, family. We are so glad that you are with us for another episode of Wealth and Wisdom Together with myself, your financial big sister, Weslia, and your financial auntie, Willa. Yeah. We are so glad that you are with us today. If you are here for the first time, we want to let you know that our whole purpose and goal is to help you tap into and unleash your steward identity so that you can engage in the habits to manage your money with confidence, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally while taking care of your mind, your heart, and your soul. Um, that's why we believe that wisdom is the key to pursuing your financial goals, building healthy relationships, taking care of your body, every aspect of your life, including your finances. When you have wisdom that's helping to undergird that, you're able to do that with a, a grounded focus and you're able to do that in alignment with who God has called you to be as a steward and also how he wants you to do it. And we say that because wisdom comes from God and we need it in abundance to truly thrive. And that's why we talk about having wealth and wisdom together and it's fueled by our favorite scripture in ecclesiastics chapter 7 verses 11 and 12 that said it is good to have wisdom along with an inheritance they give you a clear advantage to those who see the sun for together wisdom and money are alike in this both offer protection from life's misfortunes but the real advantage of knowledge but the real advantage of knowledge is this wisdom alone preserves the lives of those who have it and we want you to tap into that advantage of wealth and wisdom together. And on this episode, if you are in the season where you're getting ready to start repaying your student loans, you have not only the knowledge of the programs that are available now, the changes that are, have happened since the pandemic. So if you are one of those individuals who you know you're going to have to start repaying your student loans, don't fret. Do not fret. But please seriously consider the things that we're sharing today and seriously consider putting yourself in position so that you can not only handle that, but also be in a position to eliminate it 
as quickly and as best as you can. Yes, yes, yes. You know, recently I, I did a virtual webinar about the student loan repayment changes. Mm -hmm. It was so much information. It was four hours of, <laughs> oh my God. All I know is that when I was done with that, it was a two day thing, four hours totally. When I was done, I just knew that I had to share this information with our listeners because we have so many inquiries. I know you have had inquiries. I have. I have had inquiries about, well, what's going to happen? Is my loans forgiven? Do I have to pay? How much do I have to pay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are legitimate questions. Yeah. Because there are so many changes. There's so much information. But we want to try to give you an opportunity to understand some of the things that we've understood from that webinar, as well as from our own personal research. One thing I will say is that for three years, we had the pause on the payments. Yes. That pause started March 2020. Mm -hmm. Pandemic related. It's over, y'all. It ended. You've been believing. Uh, You've been praying. Uncle Joe, please <laughs> help me. Give him the power to get rid of all this student loan debt. He tried. But you quickly saw. Yeah. He does he not tried. have the power to do that. And he tried. He did. He did. And I tell you, after it went to the Supreme Court, now he does not have the ability to do another pause. Not right now. We can't. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. For all those who have outstanding loans, who have been paying, some people did pay through the pause, which was a wonderful thing, but some didn't because they may not have been able. The economy and economic conditions for so many people were negatively impacted during the COVID pause that they couldn't pay. And so this was a good thing. But now we're back. And yes, the pause ended on August 29th. Interest began to accrue again, folk. September 1st. It's adding up again. Student loan payments resume October 1st. Mm -hmm. So there are a couple things that I think you really need to know. Some of the things that as I was going through that webinar that stuck out to me that I thought would answer some of the questions. The first thing you need to do is to really be prepared. Be prepared. You've been budgeting. You've had the opportunity to not pay. Now, one question that was raised quite a bit in that webinar was, do you know who your loan servicer is? When you're not getting a bill from somebody for three years, you just might forget who it is that you need to reach out to. And they've sold. Yeah, some some services have sold the notes. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like a mortgage. Somebody servicing it this year and two more years, you bought it from them and I, okay. It's the same thing with these loans. So the thing to do is to make sure that you identify who your servicer is now, right now. You can do that by going to studentaid.gov. That's S-T-U-D-E-N-T-A-I-D dot gov. If you don't know, jump on that now, because I can imagine that if you're calling, the phone is ringing off and people are just, yeah, they're, they're scrambling long. Yep. Waiting. 
to the website. You know, when we have things like this, the last week or so, websites crash because they can't necessarily handle all that's coming. But I encourage you to contact your servicer as early as possible. Make sure that you can avoid any lengthy hold times and delayed responses. Once you know and you have access to your profile, make sure you update your information. Many people have moved. We have new addresses. Three years ago, you may not be there anymore. Your telephone number may have changed. So make sure your servicer is aware of how to reach you, how to get in touch with you. And again, you can do that on your services website and on studentaid.gov at your studentaid.gov account. So those are two things that you want to be contacted but you don't want to be contacted, but you do want to be contacted. You want them to reach out to you so you can be ready to make that payment on October 1st, no matter how much that payment is will be. It may or may not be the same dollar amount that you had before the pause. It may not be. As of now, we have some new plans that have come out from the federal government. One is the SAVE, S-A-V-E. That's an acronym for Saving on a Valuable Education Plan. Now, if you applied for the last plan, and yeah, I know I just said one and talking about another, but these are the things that are happening with the student loan repayment process. The last most recent plan was revised pay as you earn, which was the R-E-P-A-Y-E plan. If you signed up for that one, you will automatically be signed up for the S-A-B-E plan or the SAVE plan. So when you go to your loan servicer or if you go to Mm studentaid.gov, if you look on your dashboard, it should tell you what type of income-driven repayment plan you are already in. And hopefully, in, by yeah. this time, if you've had several loans, you've already consolidated them. And if once you consolidated them, you chose an income-driven repayment plan, it should be listed. But if it's not in repay, you're not going to automatically go into save. And Will is going to tell you more about that, but just wanted you to know where to find it. Yeah. Yeah, you won't. There are a number of income-driven repayment plans, a tremendous number of them. And we won't go over all of them today, but we do want you to know that it looks like the most advantageous one is the SAVE plan. And so I just want to highlight on a couple things that the SAVE plan is designed to do. There is an eligibility requirement, so you do have to make sure that you are eligible. When you think in terms of the SAVE Saving on a valuable education plan, the save plan, it could potentially lead to a lower payment plan for you, even down to zero dollars. Because this plan is calculated based on your income and family size. It is not based on the amount of your loan, your income and your family size. And when you are 
in the save plan, once you pay up to 10 years of payments, you can get the balance forgiven. So whatever your calculated payment amount is, you need to pay that. You need to do it consistently. You need to do it for 10 years. 120 200. payments. Now, it also prevents interest from accruing on any unpaid balance. Again, the importance, we talk about this when we talk about your credit. We talk about the best thing to do to increase your credit score is to pay on time. This is the same situation. Make sure that you're paying this calculated amount that has come from your application, which only takes about 10 minutes to apply for the SAVE plan. Whatever it is that they deem is your payment amount, pay it. So you know what your payment amount has been calculated at. You've been paying that. And one positive thing about that is that once you are eligible and have applied for the SAVE plan, it could potentially cut your loan in half compared to your loan payments in half compared to other IDR plans, income-driven repayment plans. There are many. The SAVE plan is the one that is designed to be the best of those that are available. Another thing that it is designed to do because it could potentially lower your monthly payments is designed to allow you to keep more of your monthly income for your basic needs. I mean, if you're not sending $200 to repay a student loan every month, now that you qualify for the save plan, you may only be sending $40. That's 160 bucks that you can have go toward your personal needs. It's based on not the dollar amount of your loans. It's, it's judged by how many people in your house, you, your spouse, your two kids, your salary. It's a difference. The calculation is different. And there are some uh, calculators that are out there. Go to Department of Ed or studentaid.gov. Make sure you can have some of those calculators to try and look at it. And there are also student aid repayment counselors that are available to help you to, to calculate these things. Because again, there's a myriad of, inf of information about this. And so we just want to make sure that they kind of get an overview and know what they need to go out and to look for. And you also want to have your tax professional. You probably want to work with them because I know in some instances, there's a scenario about if you're married, filing separately so that you could take advantage. But that might not be wise depending on your situation. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to put yourself in a position where you are excluding your spouse from your family size and your spouse's income for tax purposes. And then you mess up your whole tax situation because you're trying to keep your student loans low. Yes. Take all of the nuances of the program into consideration for your particular Needs situation for your yeah. particular yeah. needs and mm -hmm. make sure that you're talking to 
not only a either a student loan counselor or you're talking to your accountant or tax professional and that you're also referring to the studentaid.gov so that you have factual information about making the best decision for the type of repayment plan you're in and how to maximize what is being provided. Yeah, you're great. And I'm glad you mentioned taxes because some of the loan amounts that are forgiven can be taxable. So you need to make sure that your tax professional addresses that for you. Absolutely. Now, when October 1st comes, everybody's not going to be poised to make that first payment. There are some who were in default or were delinquent before the pause. And so what you will have to do is, and what I recommend is that you stay in touch with the information coming out of the Department of Education. As of right now, they have an on-ramp program set up where they will not report delinquencies until September 30th of 2024. You have a whole year to manage being able to pay, get those student payments going, get them going. You have a whole year to do that. They will not be reporting to your credit agencies. Now, your servicer won't be reporting, but it doesn't mean that all the other folk who <laughs> typically report to your credit agency won't be doing that. This is one bill that won't be reported for being delinquent or non-paid. And another thing, if you were in default or are in default, recommend that you take a look at the Fresh Start Initiative to see if you can get back in good standing. And then you'll be able to have access to the SAVE plan or some of the other IDR plans. But you need to take that first step to try and see if you qualify for that. And once you do that, again, you may be able to have a payment as low as $0. Try the Fresh Start program to address your delinquent or your defaulted loans. And I think another thing that I thought was important that you all need to know is if you have multiple loans, several years of college, different applications, different servicers, if you have multiple loans, consider consolidating them, maybe into a single direct consolidation loan. That would be helpful to make you able to pay one bill on a monthly basis versus five or six or two or three. Mm -hmm. I had a client who had three. She was so happy when she paid off the one, but then she had to concentrate on the other two. If you can get them all together, that's one. This is information that I thought was critical and was so necessary. October 1st is almost here, just a couple of weeks away. I thought it was really important. I know we're giving you a high overview, but there's so much information out there. So we just want to put you on the right track so that you can get the information that is needed and you can be ready and be prepared. We don't want negative impacts on your household finances as you are mm -hmm. charging into this. We want you to make sure that you take available of those things that are out there that are 
been put out there to make repayment easier for you. Use them. They're out there. So let's use them. Let's take advantage of some of these. Yeah, don't avoid looking at it. Now, this is you're coming into the fourth quarter of the year. And we know there's a lot that happens in the fourth quarter of the year. You have the holidays. You have travel. You have get-togethers. You have Christmas. You have... Yeah. It's a lot. Even back to school, there's a whole yeah. lot that happens starting September all the way through December. Make sure that you are proactively including yeah. space for your student loans as you are budgeting for the rest of the year. So sit down and take a look at all the things that you anticipate doing and make sure that you are adding your student loan repayment in there. You might have to pull back on something else. That's not to say that it can't get done, but you might have to pull back and do it in a more cost-effective manner as you approach it because you want to make sure that you have enough monies to be able to pay back your student loan. That is you know, first and foremost. Yes. Because it's like, oh my gosh, I was planning to do this, to do, this, <laughs> to do that, but now I got to pay these student loans. And we get mad when we have to pay back the money that we owe. <laughs> I don't know why that is. We borrowed it. Yeah, But when we get tapped on the shoulder to say, oh, don't forget you owe me this, then we get upset. Mm -hmm. So don't get upset. Don't get frustrated. Don't let it cause you anxiety. Be proactive. Take control and know that you got this. You have this. You'll just have to make some adjustments, but you got it. Do and we are confident that you have been listening to us. And so you know the things that you have to do and how you can do it to be prepared for this. You can. You can do it. It's doable. Use the tools that have been made available for you. Let us know your successes. Let us know your challenges. Let us know. We know you're going to be ready. We know when that bill comes, uh, it's going to be fulfilled right away. No stress, again, no anxiety. Just, it's just another one of the bills that you have to take care of and you know what to do in order to take care of it. Prayerfully during this time, mm -hmm. when you weren't paying, you were able to take care of something else to ease the load mm -hmm. so that now that this bill is due, you have the room and the space in order to take care of it. The income that you're earning right now, look at what's best for you. So the more money you earn, remember, with the income plans, you have to recertify and let the government know how much money you're earning. So it's not going to stay at this low rate all the That's time. Right. You have to recertify every year. And as your income goes up, so will your student loan payment. So don't forget that either. Just one more thing that I want to add for those who graduated out of college during the pause. This may be the first time that you're making a payment. Go to studentaid.gov. And I know personally some people, their payments still aren't due until October 2024. Please mm -hmm. look, even though we're talking about payment plans are going to start in October of 23. Look at your dashboard. Go to studentaid.gov, go to Nelnet, go to whoever your service provider is. Look at that dashboard to see exactly when your payments are due. Because honestly, if it was going to be due October 1st, you would have gotten some correspondence by now. By now, yeah. if you haven't gotten anything, it might not yours might not be due October, but still look so that you are prepared for when it is due. And I also take this as a as caution. 
if yours isn't due now, if you didn't do anything to plan for it during the pandemic when it was on the three-year hold, take this year, 18 months, six months, however long a period of time that you have right now and start planning for that now. Yes. Like Willis said, if you yes. can get that projected amount, go to the calculator, start saving that right now and get in that rhythm of paying that. Pay it to yourself now. So then it's easier for you to pay it to them when it comes due. And then you've also built up your savings for something else. And you will also recognize that as a liability that you have to pay. And it wouldn't be a shot. Oh, oh, son, I got to pay this. No, it'll be there. You'll be setting it aside. It'll be sitting there growing for you, earning interest for you. But it won't come as something that's, oh, my God, I got to do this now. No, you'll be ready and you'll be excited because you're ready and you can move forward. Yeah. So you ready to seal this with wisdom yeah. from the word, Willa? Let's seal this with wisdom from the word. Proverbs 27 and 28 in the Living Bible tells us, don't withhold repayment of your debts. Don't say some other time if you can pay it now. October 1st is here. Don't withhold them. That's going to lead you to the advantage of the wealth and the wisdom. Yes. Because each payment you make is getting you closer to yes. alleviating that debt. Mm -hmm. So as your financial big sister and your financial auntie, yeah. we're telling you this to get you encouraged, to get your mind right. Now, you you know, I tell my girls all the time, get your mind right, baby. Because yeah. this is what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. So get your mind right. So that you can get your money right. So that you can handle this and handle it with grace and handle it with ease. We know you can do it. We know it's in you. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We're right here. You can email us at info at mytf.coach.com. You can also look for the graphics for this episode at Wealth Wisdom Together on Facebook or Instagram. Leave us a question in the comments or you can DM us. Yes. Ask us your questions that you have. And we will get the and get right back to you with the answers. As Wes has said, we are your financial auntie and your big sister. And our end goal is always fulfillment and wealth on your terms. As you trust God, trust yourself, and trust the process. Bye for now and continue to tap into the advantage of wealth and wisdom together. Bye. Hey family, if you would like to support us, please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episode. And if you found this episode valuable, please share it with your friends and family on social media. Don't forget to follow and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Wealth Wisdom Together. Your support means the world to us and helps us to continue to provide great content for you. Thank you for listening and look forward to another great episode next week.